Hello everyone. Just a disclaimer about this week's podcast. I recorded it when I had a terrible cold and throughout the podcast several times I almost lost my voice. So I want to apologize for that. And now let's start. So you get a new phone and suddenly all the Apple default apps are gone. Well, what do we do about that? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Well, let's get with it. Good morning, Chet, and how are you today? I'm doing good, Gary. Yeah, at least as long as I stay out of the rain here. <laughs> it has been a little rainy today, that's for sure. So let's talk a little bit about these apps disappearing in the new, uh, maybe possibly down the line. Down the, the line and, yeah. and what's going on and, right. and so forth. And um, To, to uh, kind of set some uh, context for this, uh, I know there are a lot of people that are really into tweaking and doing their own thing. And, and I talked to somebody the other day that works for a company that is designing custom memory chips for Android phones. And this guy's talking about people buying an Android phone, and the first thing they do is open it up, take the, the memory chips out of it, and put new memory chips in so they get better performance. Wow. Now, I don't, I don't think any of our members are quite to no. that level. <laughs> I don't think we'll be doing that. But it, it kind of comes back, I think, to, to what appears to be the issue, at least in my mind, going on here. And, and what we've been hearing, based on some of the dates I saw in articles, this may have been going on for a couple of years now, the European Union is talking about uh, doing something that they feel will make competition between the devices better. And that is to basically say that no pre-installed apps on devices when you buy them. You download and put on whatever apps you want, which means that if you bought an iPhone in the future, it wouldn't have mail, it wouldn't have maps, it wouldn't have uh, anything except the settings app installed on it. And from there, you would have to go decide what you wanted to put on. You could put any software that would run on it, on it itself. Same thing would be true from the... Um, Android side that they would not come with pre-installed apps. You'd be responsible for putting your own in. There's a couple of things about that that, that bother me. Uh, and they, uh, the articles tend to say that the reason they're doing this is to encourage competition and that having a pre-installed environment that the purchaser really can't easily change is a um, competitive uh, advantage or disadvantage, however you want to look at it. And I, I kind of look at it, especially when we're talking about seniors looking at these, that most of them are not the techie kind of people that would open up the device and change the memory inside because they <laughs> wanted faster memory. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Right. Uh, most of them really don't appreciate what's going on at all. So what in that case, what you want to do is buy something, a turnkey device uh, that has all of it installed. It's all set up and ready to, to run um, and just take it out of the box and it works. And that's the thing I think that's important. So I don't like the idea of a governmental agency deciding that it's a competitive disadvantage uh, to one side or the other to come with pre-installed apps. Uh, basically something that out-of-the-box works and works well. So I, I'm kind of opposed to that whole idea. 
Now, one of the things that's happened over the last couple of years as all of these kind of discussions and, and things have come up is Apple has started to make it possible to remove pre-installed apps. It used to be that you couldn't delete a pre-installed app, and uh, there were some you could delete, other ones you were not allowed to. Now you can actually do that. Apple has made it possible for you to change the default mail reader. So you can go in and say, I want to take uh, program or app X instead of the mail app that came from Apple and make that my default reader. Uh, the same thing with the maps, I believe it is, that uh, you can change the maps default app. Web browser also. No, web, web browser. Maybe it's a web browser, not the, <coughs> uh, Excuse me. Not the maps. Uh, yeah, the web browser, you can change that. And if you like Chrome better than you like Safari, you can say, I want Chrome to be my default. So they're, they're giving some authority to the end user to do that. But the, again, the problem comes back to you have to understand that you want to make that change and why you want to make that. Um, and I'm a little bit concerned, especially about uh, situations, and we've heard about them already here um, in the club, where uh, the grandkids come to visit the parents, or the grandparents, and uh, change the thing because they happen to like the Microsoft, or not Microsoft, I'm sorry, the uh, Google Mail app more than right. they like the Apple right. Mail app, and all of a sudden they come into us and they say, hey, I got a problem, my mail isn't working, and we don't know what their kids set up for them or anything else. The other side of this also deals with uh, issues in training, that if you don't have a common set of software on your device for training classes, it's going to make it very, very difficult. We've already seen problems where somebody was used to using Chrome, even though they had <coughs> Safari on their machine, they uh, liked Chrome better, and so we talk about things in, in the uh, classes, and they say, well, that doesn't work on my machine. Uh, and they don't understand that uh, Chrome and Safari are two different applications. Right. So, I believe uh, when we were doing the notes presentation, some of the folks had um, deleted the notes app. That's right. And so, yeah. Yeah, I'd never use notes. Or what do right, I need that right. for? <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm not going to use that, so what the heck, I just delete it. I, I just delete it, yeah. So I, I don't think that this is, a, is an appropriate thing to have happen, uh, and I, I think that it's much better for the marketplace to make these decisions just based on what the public is buying. Now, this may change going forward because the sophistication of users, people that grew up with computers from day one, uh, is going to be very different than the people that we see in our audience as senior citizens who didn't use anything like this, uh, never had anything like this available to them. So that might change going forward in the future. But I, I still think it's a mistake for governments to try to push that kind of thing. I, th I think market pressure is the more appropriate way for that to work. Um, I did see something that was pretty interesting. Um, it In this article, it... Um, mentioned that if that became, um, came I'll to see. life, yeah, if that, if that came to life, then if you decided to, like, use Spotify or if you decided to download Netflix, <laughs> you would get uh, a, a, a message from Apple saying that they no longer would be able to um, track your account, uh, your, yes. your settings and uh, your subscriptions and, and all that you kind pay, of stuff, yeah. which I thought was kind of funny. They used that acronym uh, FUD was uh, fear. Uh, un what was it? Fear in. Oh, 
Dow. What was the yeah, U? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember what the U is. Uh, yeah. yeah, FUD. FUD, yes. <laughs> Yeah, uncertainty, uncertainty, Fear, yes. uncertainty, and doubt. Yeah, there you I go. That yeah. pretty, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, it it, it is, and it uh, it's more a question than anything else of of how do we make something that's truly usable. Uh, and in fact, the the idea should be that you never have to worry about it. It's not part of the things that are an issue for you. It simply does what you need to have it do. Uh, and I'm also very impressed with the fact that natural language processing is getting better all the time and the ability to use Siri, for example, on the Apple side to have it do things for you where you don't have to know how to actually do something. I don't have to know how to put an item on my calendar. I can simply ask Siri to do it for me. I don't know how I don't have to know how to get into the mail or into the maps app. Uh, if I need directions, I can simply ask Siri for directions and, and have them show up. So uh, I, I think that the more of that kind of processing that we see going on is better for people. Uh, but again, like I said, it, it may change in the future as we have more experience, more computer-savvy people coming up uh, through their ages and getting ready to play with this stuff. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, iMessage, too. That was a thing that uh, there's an a organization pushing rich communications, which yes. would take away the, the green bubbles that we see when someone doesn't have an iPhone. Yeah, uh, and by the way, the green bubble uh, that we're talking about here, for those of you that don't know, uh, when you use Apple's message app, uh, Apple, uh, when you put in the address or the telephone number of the person you want to send a text message to, uses three colors. Uh, the color red says, I don't know what that is. You gave me something that I can't identify as an address. Please try again. Uh, but if it's green, if it shows up in green, that says that is not an Apple user. That is not somebody that we can associate with an Apple account. And therefore, we can send them text messages, but we don't really know how much capability they have. So we're going to use a simplified uh, system of message sending, and we can't guarantee they could get pictures or other things. If it comes up in blue, that says that is an Apple user in all of the fancy bells and whistles and uh, confetti backgrounds and balloons and all of the, that kind of stuff that's available in the Apple system. The very rich uh, attachments and so forth uh, are possible going through that way. Uh, and uh, some of the discussion that's been going on is apparently the rest of the industry has finally woken up an SMS, simple message system, is no longer the, the base standard. They now have a new one, which is a rich message system that has been developed, uh, kind of open source, uh, not open source, but uh, community accepted uh, thing. And Apple does not support it. So one of the statements that came up with is, uh, okay, the rest of the world is going to be in green bubbles and uh, only Apple users are in blue bubbles. So you won't be able to send all of the fancy, sophisticated stuff in it to a person with a green bubble. Uh, I think that's a problem that will take care of itself over time, <laughs> that Apple will eventually provide support. <clears throat> if they could only, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm having trouble with my voice today. If we could uh, only get to the situate, the, uh, the protocol like the foreign countries are trying to push with one connection instead of having all these adapters, that would just be fantastic. Well, that's, like, my big, that's my big wish. I, I had a, an opportunity when I was uh, still working for a living uh, to participate in the standards committee. 
And uh, I went to Washington, D.C. and met with a whole bunch of other companies that were writing similar software and, and uh, talking about the standards that should be followed and so forth. And it was fascinating to sit in those discussions and listen to some of the political pressure that were on us. One of those was that we could not adopt any system that any one of the partner companies already had in place because that would give an unfair advantage to that company. They'd immediately have the standard version of something and everybody else would be out of date until they changed. And so we had to come up with something that wasn't implemented anywhere. And in a lot of cases, it was worse than anything else that was in place. <laughs> so, so you're going backwards. You're going forward. backwards right. for a while. Right. Uh, and then it, then it goes forward again. So um, I don't know about some of these standard operations and, and what we want to do. That's why I, I'm kind of in the, the mode of saying I think that the market pressure should drive not political pressure. <clears throat> Absolutely. And kind of to circle back about the apps, I did see where <clears throat> if that became, you know, if that was a, a situation that evolves, that if you were to have to add all the apps back in, that the Apple apps would be on the top of the list. Okay. Right? Yes, I did see that. So. That, that makes some sense. And yeah. there's also been a lot of pressure we've been hearing about about uh, changing it so that you do not have to get apps only from the Apple Store. Right, There's been party. a lot of uh, people, and again, this, uh, some of this is coming out of the European Union, looking at this, saying that there is no reason why uh, only the stuff through the App Store. Uh, and they're saying that uh, because Apple takes a commission on uh, all of those apps that uh, are shipped that way and anything that uh, uh, an app developer charges money for, Apple gets a cut of that. Uh, and that that's unfair and that shouldn't be happening. And so people should be able to put software from anywhere on their device mm -hmm. is, if it would run on their device. Um, and again, that's, that's a situation where Apple is doing a lot of protection to make sure there aren't viruses or illegal libraries used <coughs> or things like that in the software that you install so you know it's safe when you install yeah. it, which <coughs> has not been the case with the Google Play Store. And that's what you pay for, the security. That in, the, in the security and all the rest of that. So uh, it, it's going to be an interesting question moving forward to see how all this evolves. Um, none of it seems to be moving very quickly, which is probably a good thing. Right. It's been going on for two years now. Yeah, so. for at least two years. Okay. Well, I think that's about it for this week. And um, got anything else to add yet? No, I, I would just say if uh, anyone ever asks you uh, or uh, tell your uh, Congress people, uh, you, you don't want that. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> we don't want that. <clears throat> we want it just to stay the way it is. It's just find the way it is. Yeah, make it work, guys. Make it <laughs> work. Don't make just, it difficult. Right. It's, that's the whole, the whole theme of Apple. It just works. It just works. All right, folks. Well, we'll see you next episode and have a great day. Goodbye, Chet. Goodbye, Gary.